Yo, welcome to another episode of Invite the Neighbors. Uh, this time, Benny and I chatted with Chase from Dogleg. Um, started out kind of talking about, pretty sure we started talking about the War Turtle music video where they like, apparently uh, Chase is a big Clerks fan and it was like the Clerks theme one and they got a lot of one-to-one shots and kind of went in-depth about that a little bit and had a lot of questions to ask about Dogleg and he, since... Um, Chase and Alex came on episode 13 of this podcast, and I'm pretty sure this one is going to be released in either the 70s or 80s, so it's been a while since I had uh, Dogleg on. Well, I've had Parker and Jacob on, too, and talked about Dogleg briefly, but, you know, this is the first episode since Melee's been released, so we kind of talked about Melee a little bit also. A little bit of insider stuff, too, just like kind of how it all works, (laughs) I guess. Um, You know, Chase reacted to some of the press that they've been getting lately, also some of the criticism and also talked about which um which bands are good at uh which triple crown bands are good at um swimming pool basketball hint not also also um yeah had a lot of packed a lot of information into a short amount of time in this episode uh really enjoyed it uh benny's been killing it uh as the co-host and I'd like to, you know, hear from some listeners. How do you guys think it's it's going with two hosts? Because I think it's a lot better, and I think most people would agree. Um, so yeah, head over to patreon.com slash invite the neighbors if you want to support the podcast in that way. If not, it's all good. If you could just like rate, review the podcast, share it with somebody, that anything would be helpful. Retweet us on Twitter at itnpod on Instagram. Invite the neighbors. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Here's the episode. I am good. Um, had a great conversation with the label just about plans and what our game plan is, how we're dealing with being locked in our houses right now. I'm drinking my second lemon white claw and I had a pretty easy shift at my temporary job today. Nice. I've been, uh, I'll go ahead, Benny. Uh, I was just going to say, where is your temporary job at right now? Um, so I am working as a, like office cleaner basically a janitor i push around like the janitor cart and everything um and i work mornings at this office building in southfield it's honestly insanely easy because no one's in the building so it doesn't really get dirty at all and you know my biggest thing is just like checking the bathrooms at like 2 p.m but it's usually like okay there's like it's like the big move of the day and i check like i don't know like yeah that's you know like other than that i'm literally sitting on like a in like a booth and reading manga (laughs) on my phone nice (laughs) so there's been a lot of shit going on uh with dog leg obviously yeah um you've been a part of it uh the thing that, that i wanted to talk about first was the uh the clerks the music video oh did you like it yeah, that was hilarious. Like oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I've I've been very envious of all the stuff that you guys have done in the music video. Like the Kawasaki backflip video was dope. I was like, oh yeah, I would Thank love you. to just smash some shit. Mm-hmm. Like that must have been so much fun. I'm trying to. What I'm getting at is like, what which of the, one of these videos has been the most fun to film? Um, and why you know? Do we, we only have three videos out? Yeah. Um... Well, we didn't film Fox at all because Fox was all just footage from Bloodfest. Yeah. So oh, that's right, off right. The, like it's not even a contender technically because not 
it was all you know previous footage that we had and just made a little montage with um i would say it was more fun to film kawasaki because filming war turtle was really fucking stressful (laughs) oh really yeah it like it because austin and i were trying to do one-to-one recreations of shots from clerks and it was only him and i on the production side of things austin had the camera he's a phenomenal filmmaker he has a ton of experience and knowledge um and like he's a one-man crew and then with everything with dogleg i'm his like second in command and so like the roles we played while filming war turtle was basically like i am really the director because i have to manage all the people i have to tell like people what they're doing where they're doing it how like i'll show them clips and whatnot and then austin is busy setting up his camera getting the right framing doing you know lighting stuff and then we have this it, it was a much bigger project to take on and austin and i were in charge of getting all the props uh scheduling making sure everyone could make it making sure we had everything and like stuff like that so in compared to kawasaki we just went to salvation army <laughs> bought like 200 dollars yeah. worth of shit we can break and then it was filmed in our garage and we just we just put shit on the ground and we <laughs> awesome put on safety goggles and we just smash it with baseball bats so pretty big difference speaking in of the production uh, um turtle video or, as uh, a attention very big clerks fan i really appreciated how spot on a lot of the scene recreations oh thank you yeah uh, like i got and i um really like the movie uh it's one of our favorite movies to watch when we're like in a slump and it's like you know it's like a it teaches a good life lesson with how randall and dante interact at the end so we love that movie a ton and we were like if we're doing this we gotta do about clerks too i'm sorry what'd you say brian Oh, I said you gotta just gotta do it right. Oh, if yeah, you, yeah. But then, how how do you feel about Clerks too? Oh, Clerks too. Um, I actually. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know if I want this on the record, but I guess it's gonna. I, I refuse to watch it. Good. <laughs> I've good. never seen it, but I've never like heard good things, and I don't want like you want to taint the memory on Clerks one. I just, I don't know. I mean, like, I think Clerks One was a, a beautiful thing yes. written at, you know, like a right time, right place kind of deal. And I, I, I just think that magic, I can just tell from what people said, like, that magic's not there for the second it's one. It's so uh, crazy that that movie was made with, I think, like $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I remember uh, Kevin Smith maxed out, he got a bunch of credit cards and maxed them all out <laughs> to make the movie. Yeah, that's it what I've heard. was at the liquor store that he, oh, it's at the convenience store that he worked yeah. We What's funny enough is, so like, Kevin Smith filmed most of it at night. That's the whole, like, that's why the gum is jammed in the locks. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a whole ploy for, oh, you can't see the background because it's pitch black out because they're only allowed to film at midnight to like 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. And funny enough we had to do the exact same thing because our friend kevin who owns a liquor store with his dad in dearborn that's why like we give credit so uh kevin so much credit in the music video at the end um is because it's his liquor store his name is like on you know the title or whatever and um he'd be like yeah we close at 10 o'clock swing by we'd get there around 11 30 and we'd shoot until like 4 a.m 
for like two weeks, um, yeah. multiple days, not every day, but multiple. <laughs> and we were doing it just That's like clerks. Awesome, actually, funny I was- enough. Yeah, we were lucky, though, because they were closed on Sunday. So we got we woke up at like 8 a.m. on Sunday and we got absolutely every outdoor like day shot we needed um, gotcha. Sunday. So w- I was going to ask you next what like, you know, where did you actually film? And I wasn't sure if you actually went on site to where because I don't remember like sp- specifically what the convenience store looked like and so many convenience stores look the same so oh sure yeah, yeah. They, actually they, went they to the they movie have a one convenience or... store in new jersey we have a liquor store in dearborn <laughs> close enough <laughs> yeah have you yeah. guys gotten have you tried to like reach out to like kevin smith or the filmmakers and like get their attention to like show we, them that you like kind of did this um, homage sort of thing we never like emailed him personally he's seen it um i know that for a fact that's awesome because a bunch of people were tweeting about it when it was released and everyone said like everyone on twitter was like kevin smith you have to see this blah 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 um and one um one of our friends tweeted it out and uh we like someone was like just checking Kevin Smith's Twitter to see if he noticed it or not. And they went into his likes and he liked the tweet saying, Kevin Smith, you got to check this out. You know, it's so cool. So we, he at least liked a tweet. That's all we got from him. There's no retweet. There's no shout out. Um, but we did get Veronica, uh, you know, Dante's ex or current (laughs) girlfriend, depending on the point in the movie. Um, and we got the Chuli's gum guy, and we also got Dante himself to all tweet oh, Brian about Lawrence, see how that's amazing fucking it is. wild. Yeah, all three of those people, um, like throughout like a day or two after it came out, tweeted about it, and we're like, well, they were like very impressed, and so we were very happy that we got them to to recognize it. That's pretty sweet. I was yeah. gonna say, like, that's that would be like my goal is to make sure that they saw it because like, you know, you want, you put so much effort. It sounds like into like actually respecting the original, you know, and, and like trying to get the one to one shots. And it seems we, like pretty pain, painstaking, oh, we, you know, it was so funny because there's the scene that like, I'm laying down on like the candy rack after the fight, like rubbing my neck and Don or Alex is on the ground. And Kevin who is also a fan of clerks. He was like, uh, he paid so much attention for no reason to the candy bar layout that was scattered on the ground to make sure it looked exactly like the clip from the movie that all of us, even Austin and I, who are like obsessed with making this perfect, we're like, dude, we're <laughs> right. good. We can film. So there's like, I want to uh, kind of hop around a little bit because there's like a lot of different stuff I want to get to yeah, in a yeah, short amount ahead. of time. Oh, so sure. the next. Next thing I was kind of curious about is, you know, related to Melee and right. it's, it's just the album art. I'm kind of curious about because I've seen, you know, like that the wooden plank has been on your guys's profiles for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see like the armchair and like all that other stuff. I'm just kind of curious, like if there's any significance to those particular things. Cause then I see like in the actual photo of you, you're sitting in the armchair and it's on the, right. uh, mm-hmm. I'm just curious if there's any significance to the album art. Um, so we decided the album art for the album a long time ago. I want to say back in 2017, uh, we knew what the album art would be because we were playing, <laughs> we were playing a show in, oh fuck, somewhere in like, 
I don't know, uh, near like the Clawson area, or I guess not Clawson, but what would it be? Um, Plymouth in the gotcha. Plymouth area. Um, we were playing a show near there, and uh, it was the dog. It was like dog leg, uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena, um, and those were actually the only two bands I remember <laughs> on the bill. <laughs> it was at this like uh, reformed high school turned into a community center. I forget the name of it. Um, run by this like group of people and um, Alex and I while P daddy was playing we already played we were sitting down at the merch table and then Alex was scrolling through his aunt <laughs> or his aunt I say well, based on weird. pronunciation I say aunt his aunt's Instagram and um, he just kept scrolling and scrolling and then something caught my eye uh, and I was like yo holy shit what's that and he was like, oh, what, this? And he clicked on the photo. And the second I saw it, I was like, dude, that has to be our album artwork. That is fucking amazing. And he was like, all right, let me ask her if she's cool with it. And she was because we've used her designs yeah, before, yeah. like the original dog pack, like where it's like a, a bunch of watercolor dogs. That's also Alex's aunt. That's her design as well. So <laughs> cool. it was very fitting that, you know, like she loves drawing dogs. So it's just very, it's convenient for us. Um, so yeah, I saw that on our Instagram and I was like, we have to do that. And so that was the beginning of it in 2017. And that got shared around between our friends or our close friends. And so when we needed promo photos, yeah. um, Chris, uh, hair man, was like our go-to for photos and um they already knew about the artwork um and they were like what if we like try to recreate that and like we get props that mimic it so we were like oh okay yeah that sounds really cool like let's do it so that's where those photos came from and those promo pics was based way back in like what we already knew was going to be and then um the singles were kind of just like teasers to uh, like here's one piece of the puzzle and then when the album drops like you can put it all together and you see the dog you see the chair you see the piece of wood and then you know we didn't really tease anything yeah. with the rock or anything yeah. like that but it, it's still like a lot of people said they really liked how they were like you gave us like little little itty bits and then when the album dropped and you make that connection yeah, yeah. they were like holy shit because yeah, we had the uh, the wood plank in the dog. You know, like the wood plank is our Twitter uh, banner, and the dog is our Twitter profile pic. Yeah, we had that going. Um, I don't even know when we changed it to that. I think it was when we were shopping around for labels back in like twenty, the end of twenty eighteen. I want to say um, when we were like, who wants to release this album? We got we got what we think is finished. Um, back when. Um, we had mixes and we mixed with like it was our final yeah. batch with Tyler Floyd and we got Triple Crown to listen to it and they listened to it because they watched our performance at Bloodfest 2016 the one where we played main stage um, we got Triple Crown to watch it because they watched that video and they're like oh these guys are you know pretty hype and they listened to the album and they're like let's talk yeah so the, um, the actual photo that you guys were made all those saw that imagery aunt, connect it, so it's been it there have, like the board for the a while the, just because i had that was base it? and like this artwork is phenomenal oh, we need to work that's with sweet it. yeah yeah no that's... we just we took it one for one like that's exactly it <laughs> yeah yeah it's 
it was already done. I saw it and I was like, yeah, that has to be our I think it, 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 it works fucking phenomenal. Just, it just works for your guy for you guys. And maybe oh, that's just okay. because I've come to just associate it with you because it's been the photo mm-hmm. for so long. But I right. think it was a, a fitting it's fitting that you didn't change that the album art wasn't something entirely different because I think, you know, maybe this is a stretch, but I just feel like your guys' fan base is just so they intimate they know you guys intimately, I think. Mm-hmm. Locally, I, I would agree. Locally, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it was like it was cool that like the people who know you kind of got that. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I yeah, thought no, that was I, cool. I agree. And like that's because you know it's like everyone have seen like locally everyone's seen the dog pack shirt for years now, and like um it, it has that when it's the same artist you know there's like subtle tie-ins and like you you kind of recognize patterns so it's like that consistency. Right. Right. Um, like it kind of covers that. And then I saw recently that you guys are doing like a Monday night Twitch TV thing for Super Smash. Is that still happening? Yeah, yeah it happened last night. Um, if I don't know if that exposes like the dating of your podcast. <laughs> oh no, uh, it's all today's Tuesday, <laughs> April twenty eighth. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did it last night. We've been doing it for about a month now. They've been going pretty well. Um, I play melee with people who want to play because there's like you can do online melee through something yeah. called netplay, and um, it's really nice to be able to engage with people because you know, like the whole band shtick is I'm really good at melee, yeah. um, and so it gives people an opportunity to engage. Um, the melee honestly has been like the starting point of the streams, but we always pivot into something else and engage with everyone because. Uh, I like the shtick is I play melee and I'm decent at it, but um, I, decent from a competitive standpoint. Um, but like we want to engage with everyone and we want everyone to have a good time, so we we always end up playing like Jackbox and like oh, yeah. Clash stuff like that. We did like a trivia game night. Um, we yesterday we had a bracket. Um, and chat voted for the best song from Dogleg in general. It had all the tracks on the album and then like the heavy hitters from the two EPs. And that bracket took like three hours. It was really intense. There were some, there were some <laughs> close voting periods or games. Um, some crazy upsets, if I will say. 11 a.m. drunk made it way <laughs> further in the bracket than I ever thought it would. Um, blew my mind it it, it absolutely like it made some crazy upsets and uh i won't spoil i guess i don't know no one's gonna have a link to it so fox won the bracket for those curious um i think clean sweet no one was probably my favorite see oh man there there was a hard-hitting uh match versus of bueno versus wrist and that one was killing people in chat. They, uh, everyone, okay. Everyone uh, was definitely, I don't know. They felt pinned to a wall and forced to answer for like their favorite child. <laughs> yeah. So kind of going into like the, the record and like the actual content of the record, I noticed like that you tweeted a while back something like a not so subtle subtweet about like people saying that like all the, uh, all the songs are like, fast the whole record is fast type there's some sort of criticism and i was just curious like had you oh, been like yeah. was that reading? on my personal or was that on the dog like i forget no i think that was, was on, on your my... personal one yeah yeah 
And I was just curious, had you had you seen some complaints? Because I I think it's a record that like knows what it is. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like yeah. you're not there's no ballads on there for ballad's sake. There's definitely the one song, it's either head first or hotlines, I think, where it's like it starts off with like a a more mm-hmm. you know, not distortion, basically. It's yeah, just like Yeah, yeah. We we um we're very conscious of how we begin songs. That's something we're in like in the con in, in the context of a full album. When we were writing songs, we were like, how should we start the song? And we we're like, that sounds cool, but that's we already have like two or three songs in the album that starts with just guitar or like a drum fill yeah. into something. So we gotta get creative. And like hotlines is just like out the gate. Yeah. Just, it hits you, you know? Yeah. Full band. Um, but yeah, that criticism or like my tweet was based on uh, critics, like people who didn't like the album from what I saw online. Um, their biggest complaint was that it all sounded the same. <laughs> and that blew my mind to hear because the only thing that I think sounds the same on every song is their tempo. <laughs> um, you can draw parallels to how some songs sound like others, but much like I'm pretty sure I referenced in the tweet, how are you going to tell me that like Fox sounds like hotlines sounds like Ender sounds like yeah. head first, you know, like I feel like there's so many different elements to those songs and their structures that it really, I, when people were just like, all these songs are the same. I was just like, I'm yeah. pretty sure you just think all fast music sounds the same. And there was a thing where there were there not everyone was saying it, but about half like, the like the f- negative there's critiques more bands out there were saying I want to see them <laughs> slow it down. So I was like, every time that I, I was like, like okay, like well, that happens, to, like, the critique don't understand of, fast. Oh, the song sounds samey just loses more and more credibility to me. Like it's gotten to the point where every time I see that critique of like anything, I'm just like, up. Oh, just scroll past. Yeah, you know, Doesn't need uh, respecting. It, <laughs> I like. I didn't. I wasn't like fuming when I made the tweet or anything like yeah. that. You know, I was just like, I can't believe like our biggest critique is that like we played like all of our songs are fast, and that's like to some people a bad thing. Isn't that? It like, was kind of just like I was like, what the hell? Like that's <laughs> so silly. Yeah, it's al- it's almost like I don't. Like I said, like I think it's a record that just knows what it is and just yeah. does it well. Yeah, and I mean, I like think... we we had an idea and like you know we had a theme essentially. We ran. Yeah, I think like people that are looking for something else, like do they forget that there's other records that they can listen to? Like if you want, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, music, if, there's more bands. If, uh, we we just snuck in Star Sixty Seven as like a bonus track. <laughs> like all those people <laughs> would be like, oh, well, the bonus track's the best one, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just think that like you know, there's more records too. Like I'm curious to see what you guys come up with next because I mean, there's so much so much time went into this one you know oh, from like oh, geez, writing sorry. it to shopping it around i think yeah. like yeah <laughs> i'll be curious to see what you guys come up with next mm-hmm. if like if you and it's more of the fast a, shit or if new, you oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh you're good you're good we have a new curveball with uh jacob in the mix as well because all the drums were written by parker right and the album was written as a three-piece but now we're a four-piece so there's going to be the addition as Parker on guitar and Jacob on drums. So 
the next album, I, I really don't know what to expect. We actually haven't written a song. We haven't written a single song since we finished writing Melee. <laughs> um, we were, we were like, there was a lot of change up going on. Like you got to keep in mind, like Jacob joined the band a year ago. And then when that happened, it was constantly like our biggest focus was like nailing yeah. the album with Jacob and just making sure like we don't like we're not going to make any new music until we have what's already written perfect and up to our standard and jacob plays it phenomenally and it is now so and like right now would be when we would write new music yeah right obviously you guys that's had a not bunch the case of stuff with the current coming situation. up like a bunch of festivals that you're gonna play and i i imagine you know the, the emphasis would be on record promotion like you're gonna play the oh, record totally. live now yeah. it's out you've been playing a little bit of it like at shows and stuff i'm sure mm-hmm. but like now it's out and you can tour the country and actually play those songs more for people that have been had time to digest the record and i think yeah you want to enjoy that too you want to enjoy like now now that people have heard it when you hit these markets again people are going to know the words and stuff and like you mm-hmm. want to enjoy that before you that's going to be jumping it's going to be really exciting and then but like that's why, you know, now that we got them hammered down, once we get a consistent practice schedule back up and running, once, you know, the, the shutdowns lifted and whatnot, um, once we feel really comfortable and in our flow, that's when we can start, you know, writing new music and then, I don't know, replacing one of the songs with a new one. Right. That's kind of what we did with the last album when we had a song. It would kind of sit on the bench and only be played at practice for a couple months. And then we'd be like, all right, I think it's ready. You know, it's it's ready for the big leagues. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Up to bat, baby. So, did you guys have any B sides, or was it just like you had the songs for the record, just really hammered on those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's um, when we were writing the album. Um, I said I want ten songs, all killer, no filler. We're gonna invest absolutely. Like we have to make ten songs, and they have to be amazing, and we have to put our all into every single one yeah. of them. Um, so we don't have any B sides. Like what is released right now is all that the band has written. See, that's I'm moment. the same exact way when it comes to music. And yeah. like I I don't one, I'm kinda lazy and like I don't want to have a bunch of extra shit. Like I mm-hmm. if, there, if I have too many ideas floating around, it, it just gets confusing for me. And like yeah. I, oh, I'd rather really. just invest all of my time into like we have yeah we have some very small things uh on some back burners like we have so like alex has phone recordings of riffs that he wrote that he likes and then when we can finally get back to them we'll start you know approaching and uh sort of digesting and writing something based off of that yeah that makes sense that makes sense so i mean have you guys with the, I mean, with the quarantines and everything like that, you know, have you have you heard from some of these festivals and on, on if like they're going to be rescheduled, postponed, anything uh, like that, or we, is it just so kind of like we haven't directly heard from them, but we know from the label that uh, there are backup dates in mind. Um, we don't know what the backup dates are, but they're tentative backup dates, right? So they're like, in case we actually do cancel, this is the rescheduled time but we haven't officially declared that we're canceling yet. Uh, That's kind of what it is gotcha. for everything. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just like curious like what if have you guys been able to like get together as a band at all or has it just been kind of like No, virtually? not really. Um yeah. Parker went up north actually. So <laughs> he's been gone for like I don't know like 
pretty sure since the lockdown started, him and his girlfriend went to, I don't know the city, but I think it's uh, his girlfriend's parents' cabin up north, and they've just been hanging out there. Oh, maybe she's going to come out of that with like a bony bear. Like a solo project, you'll never <laughs> see him again. That sounds like something Parker would do, honestly. So that's <laughs> a surprise. Uh, Alex and I have been living just, you know, we live together with two other roommates. Uh, we've been here. Alex visits his mom every now and then. And then Jacob lives in, I guess, I don't want to like dox him. So I'm not going to say. <laughs> no, I think lives. he actually said um, um, people can go listen to Jacob's episode. I'm pretty, oh, if he, okay. Well, if he mentioned yeah, it he there, lives, then that would he be. He lives there. in Michigan, shocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's doing his thing, but he lives too far away from us to make like frequent visits. And he's still working as a pizza driver at the moment. That's awesome. So <laughs> we like. We try not, you know, like we don't, we don't know if we're comfortable having him over or not. And it's some like, it's a discussion we need to have with the roommates yeah. and if they're comfortable yeah. for practice and whatnot. So yeah, there's a lot of moving yeah. pieces there. And then I still, I have a job as well. Like I said earlier, but like, there's nothing my roommates can do about that. I mean, like I come home and I immediately wash yeah. my hands and shower. So yeah, for sure. That's I can do. Yeah. Cause like I personally, like I've just, Today actually was like the first time I even had conversations with my bands. I'm, I'm like, all right, do we want to start thinking about practicing yet? Does mm-hmm. everybody feel comfortable? It's just like every everybody's situation is going to be different. You just kind of yeah. have to play, play yeah. it all by it's, ear. It seems like the the house consensus for us is like, okay, like don't have anyone over, but if you like have to have someone over, like confirm it with the house. And then just make sure that that person is like quarantining, is feeling okay, like following procedures, they're not at risk for yeah. anything, stuff like right. that. So I'm kind of curious too, like now that you guys are on Triple Crown and everything, or it's all out in the open, and we can finally talk about it. Unlike the first time you and Alex were on, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when was that podcast, dude? It was it was almost a year ago because the pod you guys I remember were the 13th episode, okay, and it was probably last summer sometime because I just podcast is, was just a year old in uh, earlier this month was oh, wow. the, so we yeah, were, like, we were on triple crown, but we didn't tell anyone. We couldn't right, tell anyone. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So like we, we talked about it like off the air, I'm pretty sure. But like, I'm curious now that you're, it's all open, you know, like what's, what's that experience been like working with triple crown and like, have you got to meet any other bands on the label and just like, what's, what's that been like? I guess uh, it's been great. It's been great working with them. They're very nice people. They're a very like dedicated team. Um, we have been able to meet, like we went on that, uh, we went on the end of the Oso tour. Oso's on triple crown. Oso Oso. So we got to hang out. With them, we we had a day at the water park with them on an off day that was really fun and really cute. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, Parker couldn't make the entire tour. He could only play the Detroit date, so he didn't make it to the water park. So it was dogleg versus Oso Oso, three on three water basketball in this like Kalahari <laughs> like motel. <Sweet>. Hot damn. <laughs> We smoked them. Jacob is phenomenal <laughs> at basketball. And we smoked them, and and Jade talks a lot of That's shit. That's awesome. They didn't back <laughs> it up. Tavish too. Tavish thought they were hot That's shit. Dope. They couldn't keep up. And I they saw- knew. Uh huh. And then we also got to um when we joined on the end of that tour, we were with future teams That's sweet. as well. 
So they're on the label and we got to hang out with them, have some chats and it was nice meeting them. And it's funny because I think that was before we were announced on the label even. So I wasn't like, fuck if I know it was before Fox came out. I know. Yeah. I remember too seeing like on Instagram, were you guys with Foxing at some point? Cause I know Foxing's on, I'm a oh, huge Foxing fan. I think yeah, I saw them, um, one of you guys on your, on their Instagram or something like playing video games with Foxing. I was like, those motherfuckers. That's so awesome. <laughs> um, if it was recently on our August, was it August tour? If it was on our, uh, no, our, the West Coast tour in January, then that was, um, that was a member of Foxing who played in the opener for our show in um, St. Louis. Yeah, they're from St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it wasn't like we didn't play a show with Foxing, but a member of Foxing was in another band that was opening for us in St. Louis. <laughs> oh, okay. so we got we got to play and then like we did the standard like because we did it at blood fest like 2016 or whatever like hey if i smoke you in melee you have to tweet out that i'm better than you at melee on the foxing account <laughs> and um he like the challenge there was i wasn't allowed to lose a single stock over the course <laughs> of two games um and he played yoshi and so i had to double four stock as yoshi in the best of three um, and I think it was like if he took a stock, then he like I had to tweet out on like the dog leg account, like I saw <laughs> a butt or something like that. <laughs> but you know, we take right. those. I won. That's that's pretty funny, dude. Speaking of uh melee, I saw that tweet about uh Hungry Box getting a copy of your record. Oh, yeah, that yeah, fucking so, rules. Um, isn't that insane? Yeah, the number one Smash player in the world likes Dogleg. And that's a pretty uh, solid connection because Hungrybox fucking loves foxing. Yeah. So Hungrybox, we kind of got on his radar through the tweets of Dogleg is better than us at Melee from foxing. So, you know, that's kind of the workaround that I was pretty lucky with there. And um, what was it? Uh, Hungrybox DM'd us and was like, yo, you guys are like phenomenal love the music and he was like i don't see that you have any copies of the album online um is there any chance i can get one from you guys and i was like well we got some extras in the house i was like we could totally send you one if you just you know give us a shout out because you're fucking (laughs) hungry box you know that's pretty dope so do you plan on um as you guys get bigger and stuff, like, do you plan on maintaining like the bringing the the gaming rig to shows and stuff, and like still playing, or is <laughs> um, that going to logistically yes. become more of an issue? Well, I am still the merch person for the band, so <laughs> I have to be there anyways. I might as well have Smash set up, but there is like a problem when I'm playing someone and someone wants to buy it and like a different person wants to buy a t-shirt and I'm like, ah, fuck, I gotta, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I really like, like we've had green room, green rooms on our most recent, uh, tour to the West coast with glass beach, but I'm not the type to like, just stay inside the green room. I like to walk or like, walk around or just be in the crowd as well. Like I like social yeah. gatherings yeah. essentially. Um, so I, I, I plan on continuing to have the smash set up on my laptop at shows. And if I'm not the person selling merch, then I'll just hang out with that person and I'll pe- play people gotcha. in and shoot the shit. See, I'm, I'm curious like how, how level, I mean, how much 
just masochism is out there that people would still want to come play. Oh, you'd be Smash surprised <laughs> and just get their asses whooped. I That's just... the beauty of melee. There's a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you like had anybody that like was cocky, like walking into it thinking like, all right, you know, I'm going to give you a run for, has anyone given you a run for your money? Yeah, people have, I've played some good players. Um, and I remember a long time ago, it was back in 2016. I want to say maybe 17. Um, I say long time ago, like, I don't know, three, four years, (laughs) depending on your age, that's long or not. Um, I played uh, a person at a show and they were really good. Chic main, and after, and this was a show in um, Philly, and I I beat them in a very close best of three because if the person I'm playing actually knows like tech skill and competitive aspects of melee, then I don't do just one game with them. Um, I do I do a whole set, and I just barely clutched it out against them. And then afterwards, they're like, yeah, I'm actually like number three on like the Philadelphia <laughs> power ranking. And I was like, holy shit. I, I was like, I should be number three on the Philly PR. That Sweet. doesn't make any fucking sense, but let's go. Hey, Benny. I- and I've had other close games. Funny enough, um, my friend uh, who I play melee with goes to a bunch of tournaments. His tag is Crip. Um, he was on a cross country road trip while we were on tour and he was in California at the same time as us. So he actually went to our show and he played me for free merch and I had the most insane, uh, like nice stock comeback I've ever had in yeah. my life. Cause I usually lose to him in tournament. Uh, but I guess I just had like the, the dog leg gig boost. And what was his main? So I had an insane set against him. Oh, Paul. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to run to the uh, bathroom real quick. So, Benny, I'll let you uh, take the reins for a sec. All right. Let's see what I can do here. Uh, yeah. The, sma- like, the melee competitive scene is something that has like always interested me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's just something that I, because like, I don't have, I used to have the means to play melee. I don't right now, but like it's just the competitive scene seems so for lack of a better term, fucking insane (laughs) that like to try to even attempt to be like, I feel like I would just get humbled constantly. Oh yeah. Uh, That's like, that's something that when you go to tournaments, uh, you have to learn to accept almost immediately. Yeah. Is that you're going to get humbled and it's going to be a long time until you stop getting humbled and like you actually start doing something. I remember um, we used to have like, there used to be this place up uh, by my house in Down River called the Card Castle. It was like a trading card shop, but they would also have like smash melee tournaments there. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's a pretty common thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I went up there with my buddy one time and he he was pretty good. Like it's kind of what from what he was telling me, it's kind of like dry with the talent downriver. So in his words, he was like, Oh, if you know how to wave dash, you can just run shit. Okay. <laughs> so I went up there with him because he was like he was just a surly princess peach main, and uh-huh. he was like Oh, I'm going to wreck this shit. And it got to like the final round and he just got fucking four stocked by a dude 
playing ice climbers <laughs> who were just wobbling him the whole time. Yeah. Uh, oh man, poor boy. I wonder if that was um nah, it couldn't be. I was thinking of um there's this kid from Downriver called Tech Boy who's an Icy's main, um, but he doesn't wobble. He refuses. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I planned on coming back and just sitting down and saying I disagree no matter what. But um good interjection. Yeah, I'm a great fucking host, if you haven't noticed. Great segues. <laughs> But um, sorry. Were you guys? If you guys were in the middle of something, I'll let you get back to it. Otherwise, oh, we're talking questions. about melee. Yeah, I was just recounting a recounting a childhood yarn. Yeah, my first melee tournament was in 2015. I went to a like a it's like a Jeepers. You know, what Jeepers is the, the like yeah. small amusement park thing. Um, went to that and uh, one in Brighton. It was. I don't even remember what the place was called, but the tournament was called Brighton Bi-Weekly. Uh, the place had like go-karts and like arcades and like a pizza and roller rink and shit. It was pretty big. Like, I guess you'd compare it to, I don't know, Joe Dumas yeah. or some shit like that. And I went in there thinking, all right, I think I'm pretty good at Melee. I think I got this. You know, like I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to win, but I think yeah. I'll do decent. And um, I go up and I'm like, yeah, this is my first tournament ever. Let's see how it goes for me. Like I told the TO that the tournament organizer and they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. And that was like, that's a big red flag that like, <laughs> you're going to be the worst person there. <laughs> and the TO uh, seated me so that I had to play yeah. the best person there. Cause that's just how seating works. You know, first place or first seed plays last seed. And um, I got absolutely smoked by a duck at the yeah. time was the number one player <laughs> uh, in Michigan. Who's your main Samus Chase? <laughs> uh, Falco. Fuck yeah. I remember we I talked started about off, that. Funny enough, I started off as a Fox main uh, when I first started playing. When I didn't even have a CRT, I was playing on an HDTV still. Um, and I learned about competitive Smash. I wanted to be a Fox main. I was like, Fox is sick. Um, but because of the lag in the HDTV, um, it was really fucking yeah. hard. I don't know practice. if the mic picked it up, but like when you said you were playing it on an HD TV, I kind of like winged a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of sorry. If my mic's cutting out, I can try to fix it. Oh, oh no, no, you're good. You're mine. good. Oh, cool. But yeah, so there was a bunch of a lag on that HD TV, and I was like, "Fuck this!" Fox is like too fast to practice when I was getting into the game on my HD TV, and I was like, "Falco is just slower," so I'm gonna play oh. him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh i just i'd like i started to get my groove and learn some things with him and i was like this character's so sick i'm definitely playing so do you have game. like a are you ranked nationally or are you on like a state ranking or i'm just kind of curious like where you stand um i'm on unofficial rankings because they're the national ranking is a top 100 that i am not on um and then the state ranking is our pr or power ranking and we just, uh, I'm on the panel for that. So I help decide who oh, is cool. on the PR. Um, it, right now we have 10 players on it. Um, I am not one of those 10 players. I'm in like the next tier of players. I'm in like the top, you know, like if, if you make it a bracket, I'm in like the top 11 okay, uh, gotcha. range. And then, so like those are contenders for PR, you know, like if I do well in a season, then um, when it comes time for voting, then, you know, like I'm on the list of people who you can vote for, but 
recently my results haven't indicated you should vote. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. it might be a conflict. Well, you know, it's kind of like being on the ballot, but like you're not fucking Bernie Sanders. So. <laughs> right, right. So I, uh, I wanted to, I remembered a question I wanted to ask earlier and I want to make sure I get this in. So like, I'll preface it by saying like, by no means am I trying to like put you in a position to like out anybody or anything mm-hmm. like that. But like, I'm just, it's not an original idea that like there are, there is corruption within the music industry. And then there's a lot of people that like, once they start to see the inside of it, they become disillusioned by it. Uh And I'm just curious, like if you don't have to name specifics, if anything comes to mind, but like, has, have you seen anything like as you guys have like gotten more and more recognition and like you've gone deeper into the actual industry side of things? Like, have you seen anything that was disillusioning or like? anything was maybe disheartening or things not what you expected it to be, or has your experience like, been pretty positive? I feel like I'll have more experience that as time goes on at the moment, like what the album came out, like a little more than a month ago and we've all been our houses since it came out. So like I haven't been involved in like the music industry at the level that we might be considered at um, just because there hasn't been any, you know, events or experiences to speak on. Uh, So maybe I'll see it down the line, but as it stands, like the album came out and we got a ton of press. Um, We are not involved in like who writes about us at all. Like what, like we get a pitchfork article. It's not like we signed up for that or, you know what I mean? Um, So it's, we are at a different level or like we're very much so still uh, unexposed to that side of the music industry because we've all been in our house and haven't been on tour whatsoever since yeah, the album I gotcha. came out and kind of launched. I, I was just kind of curious, like if you know, if there's like um, from the industry plant side of things, like if you've if you like seen the inner work. Not that you guys are by <laughs> no means are you guys because I think you guys that'd be so funny, <laughs> right? Because like I, at being a local and like being from the area, like I know you guys like somewhat personally and like i've Mm -hmm. at least been able to see like the behind the scenes like me knowing tyler you know well and like knowing like what the process you guys went through to record the album like knowing that like i think it's funny like if anyone were ever to try to accuse you guys of that i would just like laugh my ass off yeah be like dog like blew the fuck up because they're i don't know industry plant that's so stupid like yeah (laughs) i'm I'm gonna go on the record and say that i believe that right now Actually. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad there's at least one. Yeah, need to, hot need takes. to get some promo for the pod. You know, got to start dropping mm-hmm. the hot take sooner or later. I don't want to be famous. Uh, I want to be notorious. By the way, I'm drinking a delicious Coca-Cola at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Flaming Hot Cheetos. Hot takes with Benny. Yeah, that's. I want to start a side podcast just called Flaming Hot Cheetos, where it's just like spitting hot takes the whole time, like anonymously though, because I don't want my name tied to that. But yeah, yeah I use a voice mod. Yeah, I just think that like there is definitely I I don't know how true it is, but like you know there's people that like will theorize at least that like band gets a lot of press, oh they must know whoever's writing about them. And like that's what I'm kind of it's good to hear that like you guys aren't involved in that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah, uh we're not whatsoever. And like Jamie Coletta is a PR person. Um I think they have a like a very like, you know, high sense of ethics and i think they're very credible in the music industry no yeah. one's going to accuse jamie of anything right um like like along those means what's so like at all 
And um, so like, yeah, from what I understand is like Jamie is told, hey, the band is putting out this piece of content. And then Jamie just emails someone like, hey, like Dogleg is doing this. You want to write about it? And then they look at it and they're like, yeah, I do want to write about it. Or they're like, no, I don't right. want to write about it. I'm pretty sure I think- that. As far I I don't know the exact process, but I'm pretty sure that's what. Yeah, because I think ethics are important. I think like writers and stuff, and it it wouldn't really even be about you guys. I think it's more about like I I'm just hoping that there are those ethics. You know what I mean? As someone who's like on the outside looking in, like Mm -hmm. you'd hope that like there's there's no like bought and paid for. Because I think writers have such a a powerful, especially like the the popular ones who are the ones who are read. They have like a responsibility to like. Right, main maintain those ethics. So it's, it's yeah. good to like, hear that. W- with us uh, getting a lot of like pitchfork press, I guess. Um, Ian Cohen's been like a, a really big fan of the band since. Remember Alderon dropped back in 2016. I remember him tweeting about it, and he included it in his like best EPs of the year back then. Um, so he's been keeping his eye on us, and you know <laughs> he's probably our biggest supporter at Pitchfork. And when uh, the album came out. Uh, all I'm pretty sure all he did was just tell other people at Pitchfork about us and tell like, hey, you should listen to Dogleg as well. Uh, he's, and then like when we released the War Turtle music video, out of nowhere, uh, Pitchfork posted about it. They weren't like we didn't ask them to. We didn't reach out. Uh, they made their own. Yeah, article. that's really cool. And, like it was like, like that's thing, that's something you know? that I wanted you to be able to say so that people could hear it. Just so like if there was any like lingering doubt or anything like that, like yeah. I I think it's important for people to like understand. And oh, I totally. think some people would want to know that. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, like it's I I wouldn't be surprised if people were like, "What's going on here?" Because to me, I'm I'm shocked how much attention we're getting as well. I did not expect this whatsoever. I expected, you know, maybe like a Brooklyn vegan article, but I didn't expect like every like major like music industry outlet other than fucking Rolling Stone. To, like, yeah, where the fuck's Rolling you know? Stone, dude? Sounds, sounds a little <laughs> yeah, manufactured. Only short fictions got that. They got Rolling Stones under their belt. So you got to <laughs> give it to them. That's dope. That's dope. I think if anybody deserves Rolling Stone, it's the fucking sh- Summit Shack, dude. Oh, what, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what those people be, have been be able so to accomplish. They have an article. Yeah, that that would yeah, and then Get or more Connor on the mic. Yeah, seriously, or Mike from Summer Brews, but as oh, fake totally. trapped, as fake the, trapped account though. <laughs> everyone's favorite <laughs> Ohio band, Summer Brews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome it's so weird hearing the phrase everyone's favorite ohio anything just in general <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is just a cornfield basically everyone's favorite part of ohio indiana <laughs> yeah well dude like there's uh my grandparents have this cabin in cold water not a cabin it's like a lake house i don't know two different things but like, like there's a lot of people on the lake that are from Ohio and they're always like flaunting. They're like, they're doing like the OHIO like arm signs. They look really stupid doing it. And I'm like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? If you look like, Oh wait, you can't swim in a cornfield. So yeah, you got to come to Michigan. It's just like, there are all these transplants here and then they, I'm just venting. I'm I'm just, just I'm just imagining you with like a Brooklyn ask accent being like, Hey, yeah. Where's your lakes, buddy? Yeah, go back to Ohio, huh? (laughs) And then just like uh, completely just degenerates into just. (laughs) 
That's the way <laughs> I imagine it, anyways. But um, what has been what has been some like unex has anything unexpected? Well, you kind of talked about you didn't expect to get this much attention, but like no. you know maybe like playing shows like in other areas. Like, have you played in any cities that you like? that city surprised you like it was cooler than you thought it would be or like unexpected there was you know, a cool there was a moments. really cool moment yeah there was a really cool moment in san francisco on the glass beach tour where someone came up to us uh before the show started at the merch table and was like i have been following your guys's music since the original dogleg ep with you know modern language calling collect on it and he was like i have absolutely loved everything you guys have put out and you know at that point only um like the fox single was out uh and the other two eps and he was like i have been he was like i have been waiting for this moment for four years for you guys to finally play san francisco and we were like holy fucking that's shit, awesome dude <laughs> thank you so much for being here this is insane and we played the show he said it was one of the best shows he's ever seen in his life. And uh, we just felt really proud. And like, you know, like it was a really I'm nice pretty sure you have at least one fan because of the podcast that I can confirm in Oregon. Uh, oh, let's go. Yeah, my friend, uh, well, internet friend, Nick from this band Sadgasm, we were talking and he was like the first um discord podcast i had and uh-huh. was telling me basically like yeah i discovered dog leg i remember we were just talking about different episodes i'd done because he's listened to every episode of the podcast i was like oh why thank you that's awesome <laughs> yeah. and uh <laughs> you know and like i was i told him i was like if you see go see dog leg which he did i'm like you have to like send me a fo- like take a photo with them or something and tell them that it was because of the podcast apparently nice. he forgot to do that but uh, i but, wait, i can't but did he go to the portland show yes Yes. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I think that he might have taken a photo with like Jacob or something, but like gotcha. it was um I felt cool. I felt like you guys <laughs> owe me something. You know what I mean? But like it's all good. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> Jesus, Brian. Yeah, for no. sure. For sure. No, <laughs> nah, it's all good. Uh but yeah, I was just any like any cities that you thought that like favorite places to play? Um or, or just favorites, not necessarily places to play, but just places to be that like places that seemed really cool. I love Pittsburgh. I absolutely love Pittsburgh. I love the people in Pittsburgh. I love the music scene in Pittsburgh. I always have a phenomenal time when we're there. Um, so that's probably my favorite city to ever play so far. We'll, we'll see if that changes down the line. <laughs> um, other than that, um, some shockers, uh, what was it? I think it was Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, maybe it wasn't Albuquerque. I think I just said Albuquerque because that's like what I think of when I say New Mexico. Um, <laughs> but we played a show on the way to the West Coast um, and we were in the Southwest. I can't remember what fucking city it was, but it looked exactly like Pontiac, except it was like they were orange and blue instead of just like gray. And I was like, I feel like I was like, are we in like fucking like Pontiac? And I don't realize it. Like, <laughs> it was, I can't remember the city, but it was in the Southwest, but it was so funny how it looks exactly like Pontiac, but in the Southwest, they like to use orange and blue on their really? highways. Yeah. That huh, was a shocker yeah. to me. I'll have to. Yeah. I hope to get out there one of these days. I think honestly, that. 
people, you know, like I think a lot of the the United States looks exactly the same. It's yeah. a running joke with the band. We'll like we'll show up somewhere or we'll have an interesting view, and Alex Parker or Jake will be like, "Well, look at that," and I'll be like, "Dude, that just looks like blank from Michigan." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I we were in that. Texas, I was severely disappointed with the amount of grass in Texas. Yeah, dude. There's <laughs> way too like much Southeast. grass for it to always be depicted as a desert. I was like, I just feel like I'm in fucking down river and I'm in <laughs> northern Texas. Yeah, dude. Like, especially like southeast Texas too, like a good chunk of it. If you just got all you gotta do is look at like a geographical map. Um, or I don't know if that's the right word, maybe topographical map. I don't uh-huh. fucking know, dude. <laughs> that's not what this podcast is for. But I think, you know, a lot of it's green. And my sister lives in the Austin green. area. It's it's I mean, it's vast and it's expansive, you know. Yeah. I think they just like have a lot of hills yeah. and hay and shit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm totally mischaracterizing Texas, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um what are you guys touring in these days? Um, we were touring on we were touring in Alex's grandma's minivan for the January tour with Glass Beach. Um, it's a six seater and we took out, we didn't take them out, but we put down the back row seats and that's where we put all our gear. We shared a drum kit with Glass Beach. That's how we were able to manage that. Um, we shared other gear, but I forget what, you know, we fit merch and whatnot back yeah. there. Um, but we're thinking that because of, Sort of like the merch numbers we're expected to sell, we're gonna have to kick it up a notch and just bite the bullet and get yeah. it man. Um, because you know, way in the past we were touring in Alex's SUV um, when it was just you know us as a three piece, and now as a four piece, we gotta get the um, we had the minivan and we were gonna use the minivan for the microwave tour, and we already said like okay but on the joyce manor tour one we can't use alex's grandma's minivan anymore she wants it back (laughs) two um (laughs) the shows are going to be bigger and we might need a tour manager or a merch person because right now i am both of those things as well as a member of the performing band and um we we're not going to be able to fit it in anything less than a, a van itself. So we're looking into that. I think, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm a dirt bike. It's just all good. Drove through <laughs> my backyard. <laughs> not like my backyard, yeah, yeah. but like next to where I'm recording. Um, but yeah, so we need to bite the bullet on a van. We don't know if we're, we want to get like, we have a decent amount of money saved up. So my idea is, um, we, uh get like we get a used pretty modern van because i think having a really good like gas mileage will be like a, a phenomenal yeah. long-term investment and we might uh get like a car loan yeah under the i think like name. uh the ford transits are really nice for that mm-hmm. um you know you yeah. could even go go flex on everyone and get a fucking sprinter but <laughs> that's what uh Oso rents a sprinter for their toys <laughs> oh they rent a sprinter yeah a- they there's some like they, i think they have a deal or something i i highly doubt they own it i'm pretty sure they said they rented it or leased it for like a very short period of time oh okay. just for like the tour you know yeah yeah um, i've, I've yeah. wondered about that like there goes if, that if it makes sense again <laughs> I've wondered okay. if it's like fiscally like sensible to just rent and not 
worry about like the wear and tear. I'm pretty the sure type they're in New York, and I'm pretty sure that like there's a company um based in New York, and it's really only for New Yorkers that gives you like a phenomenal deal on. Oh, uh, fancy! And, like pants. it's like they're specifically made for renting out sprinters, but like it's not an option for Michigan or you know Midwesterners. I gotcha. Um. Well, I think. Unless you got any more questions, Benny, you're probably going to wrap it up. We have, we have another episode to film, like Man, not film, record like right after this. These kids talking about gas mileage and all this <laughs> stuff. When I was young, Grandpappy used to just throw the gear in the back of the pick-em-up truck. Mm-hmm. That would be something. All you got to do is get it covered for it. I would, dude, I would, Volleyball does that, or at least they used to. They That's just so had sick. like a like a, a big truck that Kevin still calls the van for some reason, which I think is <laughs> hilarious. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just like has the a topper on this old pickup truck. That's that so is fun. just so badass, dude. I calls feel the like van. the only the only musicians that do that are like ones that are playing faster horses or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You never know where, what dog like uh, set at faster horses. <laughs> dude, I would not be surprised if if Kevin, Kevin just finished a record with Austin over at Eureka Records, oh, really? and I, you know, I heard there's a lot of there's a lot of lap steel guitar on it. So is that Austin's influence? No, I'm just I fucking like it's Austin's not, influence. <laughs> I totally made that up. Austin's way. throwing that lap steel on everything. I swear to God. Yeah, and it's, combine that with the with the roads, the Fender roads that Tyler's got in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of country music records coming out of Eureka Records. I'm, <laughs> we just did the yeah, talk to Tyler about that. I've watched that too. That's that was awesome. I thought that was a well filmed, just well done video. I, I liked yeah. it more than Audio Tree stuff because it was it felt more like raw, you know. Oh yeah, that was yeah. filmed by uh, Tyler's brother Jacob and uh, Austin. Yeah, yeah. We talked to Austin about that, and I talked to Tyler about it too. Oh hell so, yeah, hell definitely. Yeah. But we got one more coming out. I think. It might be next Monday or the following Monday. We got one for Ender. That's the last one. Oh, sweet. Oh, hell yeah. People say it's their favorite, so that's why we saved it for last. Dope. All right, dude. Well, thanks for having coming on, Chase. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, hopefully, we can do another one with the full band once you know they can come over, or maybe if they're cool, like if the housemates are cool and we can practice, maybe before or after practice, we can hop on. That'd yeah. be sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'd be down. We'd be down. So we'll be in touch, you know. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, dude. Will you uh, take her easy? Thank you so much. Thank you, Benny. Thank you, Brian, for having me. Both of y'all. No problem. Stay chillaxing. Will do, man. Peace. (laughs) Bye.